Shalom, Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom, my dear brothers and sisters. We are continuing together with the study of the book of Daniel, this tremendous prophetic book that the Lord gave to Daniel when he was in Babylon concerning the times of the Gentiles, a time in which Israel will be scattered as a nation, and the Gentiles will rule over the affairs of this world until the second coming of the Mashiach, the Messiah, our Lord Yeshua Jesus, who will ultimately restore the nation of Israel and establish this promised messianic kingdom. We have arrived to the third chapter, Daniel chapter 3, and the theme of this third chapter is the image of gold which Nebuchadnezzar have made. I would like to read the first 15 verses of Daniel chapter 3 for this ministry meeting, and if you don't mind, please, if you have your Bible with you, open your Bible to Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 to 15. And I'm reading. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up, then and herald cried aloud, To you it is commended, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackboot, psaltery, dukeimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso 
falleth not down and worship, shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kind of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews, whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Mishach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and duclimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Well, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, I will stop here with these first 15 verses of Daniel chapter 3, because here in these first 15 verses, we learn of the image of gold which King Nebuchadnezzar have erected in order that all humanity will worship that image the moment that the sound of the music is being raised up. Now it is very important for us to understand that the third chapter follows the time in which Nebuchadnezzar's dream was interpreted for him by Daniel. This third chapter 
present before us now the friends of Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. We do not hear of Daniel here in this third chapter. He may have been sent for some mission, some work by King Nebuchadnezzar to remind you that at the end of chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar made Daniel a great man. He gave him many great gifts. Verse 48 of chapter 2, he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and he made him a chief of the governors over the, all the wise men of Babylon. Daniel is not seen here in the third chapter of this book, but what we learn here in this third chapter, two important lessons. The first lesson we learn is that King Nebuchadnezzar was a man that was a proud man who sought worship for himself. And the second thing that we learn from this interesting third chapter, the faithfulness of these Hebrew boys who were faithful to the God of heaven, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel. Well, I want you to also notice, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, that in the previous chapter, Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed this dream that was so impressed his own heart in such a way that he demanded to know the dream that his wise man will show him the dream which he knew, yet wanted to see if others know, especially the wise men of Babylon. And he also wanted to know the interpretation. Well, if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, the wise men of Babylon could not tell Nebuchadnezzar the dream which he dreamed. In fact, he really wanted to destroy the wise men of Babylon because in verse 5 of chapter 2, he said, if you will not give me the dream and the interpretation, verse 5, at the end it says, ye shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made a dunghill. Well, they could not provide for King Nebuchadnezzar, neither the dream, which he knew and he wanted them to see if they knew it, neither the interpretation thereof, but then God have used Daniel to reveal to Nebuchadnezzar the dream and its interpretation. To remind you that in the same second chapter, Daniel came to Arioch, and he told him to stop to do the killing of the wise men of Babylon and that to bring him into King Nebuchadnezzar's presence and that he will ask for time to receive the dream and the interpretation from the God of heaven and indeed he received from the God of heaven, the God of Israel, the interpretation of the dream. If you remember in chapter 2 and verse 31 and 32, Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, Thou art king, sowest and behold a great image. This great image whose brightness was excellent <coughs> stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. 
This image head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms silver, his belly and his thighs brass, his legs iron, his feet part iron and part clay. And then he told him what will happen to the image at the end when there will be a stone that will be cut off and hit and smite the feet, the toes, the ten toes, and the whole image will be broken, and that stone will become a great mountain. And then he gave King Nebuchadnezzar, by the word of the Lord, Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation thereof. And if you remember, beloved friends, dear brothers and sisters, that in the next verses of Daniel chapter 2, he told King Nebuchadnezzar that he was this head of gold. To remind you, in verse 38 of Daniel chapter 2 we read, And where is the children of men dwell, the beast of the field and the fowl of the heaven? Hath he, this is God, giving into thine hand? And he, this is God, he hath made thee ruler over them all. And then Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar in verse 38 of chapter 2 at the end, Thou art this head of gold. So King Nebuchadnezzar, who has seen this great vision and the great dream that he had, and he wanted so badly to know what that dream is and what it was, he received the interpretation by Daniel, and Daniel taught him that Babylon will be the great kingdom, and that he, Nebuchadnezzar, represents the head of gold, and that after him there will be another kingdom, and that there will be a third kingdom, and there will be ultimately a fourth kingdom, and then finally there will be a final kingdom, that stone, that will be cut out of the mountain and will fall upon the feet of that image and it will destroy the whole image, which represents all the four kingdoms. And to remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, we've already learned from the word of the Lord in Luke chapter 21 and verse 24 that there is a period in history that is called the times of the Gentiles. In Hebrew, it is called Itot Hagoim. And Itot Hagoim, the times of the Gentile, is a period of time that began with the destruction of the temple in the city of Yerushalayim and the deportation of our people of Israel into Babylon, beginning in 605, then 597 and ultimately 586 BC when the temple was destroyed. And the times of the Gentiles begin. And you remember what the Lord Jesus the Messiah said, They shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And so, the times of the Gentiles began in those three dates. 605 BC, when Daniel was carried away to Babylon. 
597 BC when Ezekiel and other 10,000 of our Jewish people were carried into Babylon. And ultimately 586 BC when the temple was destroyed and the rest of our Jewish people were carried into the land of Babel. And also to remind you, reading in 2 Kings chapter 25 and verses 8 to 11, we read these words concerning the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. It says in verse 8, And in the fifth month, on the seventh day of the month, which is the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, of Babylon, king of Babylon, came Nebuzardan, captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, to Jerusalem, and he burned the house of the Lord, and the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, and every great man's house burnt he with fire. And all the army of the Chaldeans that were with the captain of the guard break down the walls of Jerusalem round about. And the rest of the people that were left in the city, and the fugitives that fell away to the king of Babylon, with the remnant of the multitude, did Nebuzardan, the captain of the guard, carried away. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, as we enter into chapter 3, we realize that the image that Nebuchadnezzar saw in a dream and a the interpretation of Daniel that provided by the Lord representing the times of the Gentiles will begin in the days in which the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. And there now we see Daniel in Babel. And of course, Daniel was already carried some 18, 19 years earlier at 605 BC. So now we understand that this image that Nebuchadnezzar erected in chapter 3 most likely was erected once the temple in the city of Yerushalayim was destroyed, some 18, 19 years later. And here we find ourselves now learning about the heart condition of this wicked king, Nebuchadnezzar, whom the Lord have allowed him to come to take the Jewish people to Babel. Notice what we learn here. Once he learned from Daniel that there will be four kingdoms plus the final kingdom and that he, Nebuchadnezzar, was the king of Babylon, the head of gold, Nebuchadnezzar was not satisfied to learn that other kingdoms will come, like the Medo-Persian, that will be uh, represented by the silver, and then ultimately the Grecian empire that will be represented by the brass. And ultimately the Roman kingdom, which would be represented by the iron. 
and the revived Roman Empire that represented by the feet of that image which he dreamt, which will be partly iron and partly clay. Nebuchadnezzar wanted all for himself. And therefore now, in the third chapter, we learn what he had done in order to get all the glory for himself, and that he is really becoming here in the third chapter a type and a picture of the Antichrist, the, the Mashiach Sheker, the false Messiah that will rise at the end of the days, during the tribulation days. And there we learn that the times of the Gentiles began in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, and it will come to its end in the days of the Antichrist, the counterfeit Messiah, at the end of the tribulation period. So that is a long period of time that as far as we are concerned, today have been already longer than 2,700 years or so. And whenever the tribulation will begin, at the end of the tribulation, at the end of the seven years of Jacob's trouble, the Messiah, Yeshua, will come at His second coming, the Lord Jesus, and He will restore Israel, and the times of the Gentiles will come to its end. And so notice this. In chapter 3 and verse 1, we learn that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image, but notice, image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits, three score cubits, which is 60 cubits. The breast thereof was six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura, a plain where everyone could see in the province of Babylon. And so here, beloved brothers and sisters, we learn that Nebuchadnezzar now made the image which he saw, but he did not make this image as he was revealed to him through the dream which he dreamt. To remind you that in Daniel chapter 2, verse 32, the image had various kind of material. It was gold, silver, brass, iron, and ultimately clay. But because Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 2, verse 38, that Thou art this head of gold, Nebuchadnezzar now build an image that is made out of gold. We do not know whether it was completely gold or covered with gold, but he made an image out of gold. Now we learn, beloved brothers and sisters, very interesting, because notice the numbers that are mentioned here. The height of it was 60 cubits. High, three score, a score is a 20 cubit, 60 cubits high, and then six cubits wide. Interesting to read the number is six because according to Revelation at chapter 13, we learn of the number of the beast, that the number of the beast, according to Revelation chapter 13, Verse 18, here is wisdom, let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6. 6, 6, 
six. This is the number of men, fallen men, sinful men, men that was born in sin and will die if he reject the Savior. This is the number of men, and that is the number of this mark of the beast that is found in Revelation uh, chapter 13. And that beast is a wicked man, the false Mashiach, the Mashiach Sheker, the false Messiah that will rise up during the tribulation period and will persecute the people of Israel during the Jacob's trouble, during this terrible day, the Jewish people, but all the world, he will seek to take the place of Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, the place of God instead, and he will seek to be the one that will glorify himself just as Nebuchadnezzar is doing it here in the third chapter of the book of Daniel. Now, just to remind you that we learn from Scripture in the book of Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, it is there that Apostle Shaul Paul reminded the, the Thessalonians in Second Thessalonians, chapter 2, concerning this wicked one that will rise up. And we read in verse 4, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 4. Or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's what will happen at the tribulation, during the tribulation period, in the middle of the tribulation, where the counterfeit Mashiach, where the false Messiah, this Antichrist, this man of sin, will be there in the temple in Jerusalem, the tribulation period temple, and he will sit claiming to be God. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, as we study Daniel chapter 3, we immediately learn that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was three score cubits, the breast thereof was six cubits, he set it up in a plain of Dua in the province of Babylon, the plain of Dua, where everyone could see this huge image, where everyone will be able to look at it, and then ultimately the desire that he had in his heart, that this great image made out of gold, will represent him, and that he is the supreme ruler, and that he is the one that everyone ought to worship and honor. And so notice this. In verses 2 to verse 7, in Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar now dedicate this image of gold that he made. And so we read in verse 2, that he sent, notice that, what does Nebuchadnezzar do? In verse 2, Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces. Notice the word provinces is in plurality, because apparently there were many provinces in Babylon. If you remember in the book of Esther, in chapter 1 and verse 1, that the next kingdom, the Persian kingdom, we read concerning King Ahasuerus in Esther 1 and verse 1, 
Now it came to pass in the days of Ahasuerus, this is Ahasuerus which reigned from India unto Ethiopia over a 107 and 20 provinces, 127 provinces, the king of Persia. King Ahasuerus had. Now imagine that the Babylonian kingdom was greater and mightier and larger than the Persian kingdom. And so what Nebuchadnezzar does in verse 2, he gathered together all the rulers of the land. And the purpose, beloved brothers and sisters, was what was the purpose? We read in verse 2, to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Notice, he set it up. He required this huge image to be set up. And he's calling all the rulers of his provinces, the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors and the sheriffs and all the rulers. He's calling them to come from all the provinces of Babylon, representative to come from all over the world, the known world, to come to Dura, the plain of Dura, where the image of the only gold was erected by Nebuchadnezzar himself. And so we learn we learn what King Nebuchadnezzar was thinking by virtue of the fact that he built and he made such an image. Now, in the beginning, we learned that the word dedication mentioned here because it's very common to have dedication. Biblical dedication was given to us in biblical days in the history of our people of Israel. To remind you that there was a time whether it is David or King Solomon, they also dedicated, the temple was dedicated, and the homes were dedicated. In First Kings chapter 8 and verse 63, we do read, And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offering, which he offered unto the Lord two and twenty thousand oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. That was a godly dedication in view of giving honor to the living God of Israel. This was an appropriate thing to do. But we learn here that there is not the same way in which here Nebuchadnezzar seeking to dedicate this uh, image which he have made. It was Nehemiah himself, in Nehemiah chapter 12 and verse 27, when Nehemiah himself dedicated the walls of Yerushalayim. We read in verse 27 of Nehemiah chapter 12, And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites out of all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to keep the dedication with gladness, both with thanksgiving and with singing and with cymbals and in psalteries and with harps. They came to dedicate the walls of the city of Jerusalem. They came to dedicate the temple in the city of Jerusalem, to dedicate the temple for the living God, the city of Jerusalem for the God of Israel. 
But here, beloved brothers and sisters, Nebuchadnezzar wanted to call all the people, the representative of all the nations, all the provinces of Babylon to come to dedicate the image, notice that, which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. We read in verse 2 of Daniel chapter 3. So listen, beloved brothers and sisters, in verse 3, we read that all is it the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And listen to this, they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. In other words, they have arrived. All the representative of all the provinces of this great kingdom of Babylon have arrived to the plain of Dua in a province of Babylon there to come to listen to this, to stand before the image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. You notice how many times Nebuchadnezzar is mentioned here in this third chapter. Verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image. Verse 2, Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather together the people. Verse 2, at the end, to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Verse 3, in the middle, they came to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Verse 3, a B, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. The thought that we learned, the lesson that we learned, that the object here in this chapter 3 of all the nations come to dedicate the image is to be occupied with this man the first king of Babylon that began the times of the Gentiles who really become also a picture and a type of the Antichrist the counterfeit Messiah who sought glory and he will seek glory for himself is Nebuchadnezzar seeking the attention of all humanity to himself, claiming to be divine, to be God. And so we read in verses 4 and 5, now we learn the purpose behind the gathering of all the people to come to the plain of Dua in the province of Babylon. The purpose, of course, is in verses 4 and 5, because an announcer... A herald is now announcing what all are to do there in the plain of Dura. In verses 4 and 5 we read the proclamation. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that in what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kind of music, ye fall down, now notice this, beloved brothers and sisters, and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Here we learn immediately that the purpose of the coming to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar have made, an image of gold, 
The purpose is that all the people, notice that, the people, the nations, and the languages, not only their representative, but all the people, all the nations, and all the languages of the whole world will fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has made. And so in verses 4 and verse 5, there was a command. When the herald cried aloud, he gave a command on behalf of King Nebuchadnezzar. That was not a suggestion. That was not anything else beside a command, a demand to fall down immediately when the sound of music rises up and to worship. Notice this, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friend, at the end of verse 5. Ye shall fall down and worship the golden image. Can you imagine to fall down and to worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king have made to remind you once again, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, Nebuchadnezzar have seen a dream. And the dream, he saw a great image. God wanted Nebuchadnezzar to know what will happen during the times of the Gentiles. Nebuchadnezzar was told that he is the head of gold. He is the beginning of the times of the Gentiles. There will be other kingdoms that will follow him, the Medo-Persian, the Grecian, and the Romans, and ultimately at the end of the days, the stone that will be cut out of the mountain, which is a representation of the Messiah, that will come in the latter days, and he will crush all these kingdoms, and will establish the Messianic kingdom, the reign of the Mashiach, Israel, the nation restored, here, and blessing to the world, here Nebuchadnezzar desire now that he will be the only one that will rule and reign, no one behind him, and that he is that head of gold, so he build a whole image that is made out of gold. And what does he want? Sending the herald to cry out, commanding people, nations, and languages that whenever the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kind of music, all will fall down and worship in the golden image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. It's amazing when you think, beloved brothers and sisters, that Nebuchadnezzar now want all the people of the world to fall down at a golden image. Now to remind you that as far as God taught the people of Israel, Israel as a nation were never to build image. In fact, if you remember in the Torah, in the law, when God gave the Torah, the law, to our people of old on Mount Sinai, he said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Verse 4, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, 
or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow thyself unto them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me, but showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandment. Now, of course, King Nebuchadnezzar was a pagan king. He had his own god. He was worshipping Baal. And therefore, you can't expect this from him to follow the living God. He should have, once he learned the revelation through Daniel, that there is a God in heaven. In fact, beloved brothers and sisters, at the end of chapter 2, once Nebuchadnezzar have learned of the truth of the meaning of the dream that he dreamed, we read in verse 46 of chapter 2, that King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and he worshipped Daniel. And he commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet orders unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of God and Lord of kings and a revealer of secret, seeing thou could reveal this secret. But you see, Nebuchadnezzar worshipped many gods. And for him to acknowledge the God of Daniel, he acknowledged him as one of these many gods. Even though he calling him, your God is a God of gods, and Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, in chapter 2 and verse 47. And yet, we learn that he didn't take it to heart, and he wanted to honor himself and to take the place of God. And that's why now he demanding worship of this golden image which he made, which represent himself. As Daniel said to him, Thou art the head of gold, in chapter 2 and verse 38. And so now, beloved brothers and sisters, notice that. For the Jewish people... God have instructed Israel not to have any other God before Him. In fact, we read in the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter 4, listen to what the Lord said to Israel just before Israel have entered into the promised land. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, we read in verse 15 and 16, Take ye therefore good heed unto yourself, for he saw no manner of similitude. On the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest ye corrupt yourself and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of a male or female. And you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, Israel, our people, have disobey the Lord, and in fact, the first commandment that they broke is when they had other gods before them, when they built the golden calves and said, this is your God, O Israel. And that's why God had to punish 
the people of Israel. But now, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, here we have Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, and many of the Jewish people now carried away to Babylon. And if this event occurs some 18, 19 years after Daniel was carried to Babylon, it really tells us that immediately after the destruction of the temple in Yerushalayim, we find king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, erect this huge image, seeking attention and worship to himself. And I want you just to realize just once again that because Nebuchadnezzar becomes a type of the Antichrist that will end the times of the Gentiles, we see a very similar event that will happen during the middle of the tribulation period. We read in Revelation chapter 13 that the second beast that came out of the earth have also made an image. We read verse 12 of Revelation chapter 13 that he exercised all the power of the first beast before him. And causes the earth of them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wounds were healed. And look what we read. It says in verse 13 and 14, And he doth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image, here we go again, Revelation thirteen fourteen. that they should make an image to the beast which had the wounds by a sword that did live, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And so we learn as we are moving into this third chapter of Daniel that persecution and the killing of those that will not worship the image will begin already in the days of Nebuchadnezzar according to this third chapter. And so now, beloved brothers and sisters, we continue in verses 6 and 7 of Daniel chapter 3, there is the announcer warning that anyone who do not fall and worship the image, he will be cast into the fire and be killed alive. Notice what we read in verses 6 and 7. And whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And notice what we read in verse 7, Therefore at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackboot, psaltery, and all kind of music. Listen to this, beloved brothers and sisters, and different all the people and the nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And so indeed, all the people of the earth, the people, the nation, the languages, their representative there 
in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon, but the announcer announced it, and the whole nation, the people, nation, the languages, all fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. What an amazing, amazing event it must have been. But you see, beloved brothers and sisters, now that we learn in verses 2 to 7 that Nebuchadnezzar dedicated the image that he made and demanded worship and the falling down to worship that image, which really represents himself made out of gold, then in verses 8 to 15 of our third chapter of Daniel, we find out the refusal of the three Jewish boys to worship that image, and we begin here to learn that there were those that were envious of them, and they accused them before King Nebuchadnezzar. We read now in verse 8, Wherefore at that time, what that time? The time where the music was played, and the expectation from all to fall down, and to worship the image which Nebuchadnezzar had made. At that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Why did they accuse the Jews? It may very well be out of jealousy, because after all, to remind you, that we read in verse 48 and 49 of chapter 2, that Nebuchadnezzar made Daniel great men. He gave him many great gifts. He made him ruler over the whole provinces. He made him chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. And not only that, according to chapter 2 verse 49, Daniel requested of the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, this is Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, he made them over the affairs of the province of Babylon. So obviously, in verse 8 of our third chapter, the Chaldeans, these wise men of Babylon, came and accused these Jewish men, Jewish boys, Jewish young men, before King Nebuchadnezzar. And notice what they do. In verses 9, 10, and 11, the accusers flatter the king first, but they also remind him of the punishment that he pronounced upon those who will not worship the image. Notice what we read in verses 9, 10, and 11. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sack, boot, psaltery, and Dul Kimer and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship, that he should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. So notice what they do. They first come to him in flattery, and they said, O king, live forever. In other words, they are giving him the feeling and the statement that he is a king that will live forever. And then they remind him, you might say, as far as they were concerned, of the wrong thing that he did by 
making these young men, the Jewish men, to become rulers. So he, they are reminding him, they said to him, you know, you made a decree, verse 10 and 11, and you expected for all to fall down and worship the golden image. And you also say, Kid Nebuchadnezzar, in verse 11, that whoever do not fall down and worship, that this person will be cast into the midst of the burning fire. So they are flattering him. They are reminding him of the demand that he demanded from all. But now, beloved brothers and sisters, listen in verse 12, now they accuse the Jewish men here before King Nebuchadnezzar, and they said in verse 12, there are certain Jews, it's amazing, the accusation of the Jews, and this is so interesting, because throughout history, throughout the times of the Gentiles, there were constant accusation against the Jews, which brought about many and much persecution against the Jewish people. We know it today as anti-Semitism. And it will rise and ultimately will come to a climax during the tribulation period, where at that future day, anyone, and specifically during the tribulation period, the Jewish people will not want to worship the image. The remnant of Israel who will not want to worship the image, and they will be persecuted, according to Revelation chapter 13 and verse 15, this image that will be set up, he, he said it gave him power to give life unto the image, this second beast. He had power to give life unto the image that he erected of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And you notice this? how similar it is in the days of Nebuchadnezzar and in the days of the counterfeit Messiah during the tribulation period. Anyone who doesn't worship the image should be killed. Anyone who doesn't worship the image should be cast into the, to the furnace of fire. And so they're reminding Nebuchadnezzar and they accuse, according to verse 12, we read, and a certain Jews whom thou had set over the affairs of the province. You see, you have set them, King Nebuchadnezzar, according to chapter 2 and verse 49. You have set them over the province of Babylon, over the affairs of the province of Babylon. And he, they remind him even who they were. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which are really Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. These men which you have set up over the affairs of the province of Babylon, these men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. You see, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, they accused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they accused Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, that they do not serve Nebuchadnezzar gods, these are idols, and not worshipping the golden image, which he made really of 
pointing to himself, which you have set up. And now, beloved brothers and sisters, when Nebuchadnezzar heard of this, in his pride and arrogance, he was really furious. And so we read, the next verses, he was so furious because in verse 13 we read, Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, he commanded to bring Shadak, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Now notice this, it's very interesting, because even though he was enraged and he had fury, he was so upset, he didn't cast them immediately into the furnace of fire, because after all, he realized and he remembered that it was Daniel and his fellow Hebrew boys that he promoted because he realized that Daniel's God is a God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. And he placed them over above all the wise men of Babylon. But he expected them to still worship his gods and worship the image that he made that represent him, Nebuchadnezzar. But you see, so instead of sending them immediately to the furnace of fire, he first called them in order to speak with them. And beloved brothers and sisters, notice this is so interesting because the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, is speaking about those tribulation days as well. When the people of Israel will experience difficult days in the days that is ahead. And so the Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, said in Matthew chapter 10 to his disciples, if you remember in verse 18, he said, Ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. In other words, when Yeshua was speaking about his disciples and to his disciples to remind you that in these days the church have not begun as yet. He's speaking to his own Jewish disciples in view of the future day in which they will become those that will be brought before governors, before kings, that will be accused by others. And this is exactly what have happened in the earlier days in Jerusalem when the church began, but the Jerusalem assembly was persecuted by even our own brethren. And then now it takes us into the future tribulation days, where once again there will be a tribulation days and those believers, the remnant of Israel, the people of Israel during the tribulation, they will be persecuted by Satan, the Antichrist, the false Messiah, and all those who follow after Satan. And so here we see that these young men are called to be brought before Nebuchadnezzar. And so notice as we head towards this message, the end of this message, in verses 14 and 15, Nebuchadnezzar questioned the three young Hebrew Jewish boys. And notice what he said to them. He spake and he said unto them, Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, notice that he called them by the pagan names that he had given unto them in chapter 1 and verse 7. 
but to remind you that they never forgot their God. Hanana Ya, Jehovah has grace towards me. He's a gracious Lord. Mishael, who is like unto God. Which God? The God of Israel, the God of heaven. And Azariah, the Lord is my helper. Jehovah is my helper. So even though Nebuchadnezzar called them by the name, by the pagan name that he had given them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he said, Do not ye serve my gods? Verse 14, No worship the golden image which I have set up. Notice the, the, it is the theme here of this third chapter is Nebuchadnezzar, who is exalting himself. And he wanted everyone to believe in him, in his gods. And again, to remind you that he believed in plurals of gods, many gods. It is only that Israel believed in one living God. Deuteronomy 6 and verse 4, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. And yet, because Israel have violated God's commandments and God's word and adapted to themselves other gods, that's why they found themselves in the land of Babylon. But the godly from among Judah and Israel went along with ones who violated God's word. They suffered along with their own brethren. And here they are now, godly young men who stand for the truth of the God of Israel, the God of heaven. And so Nebuchadnezzar asked them in verse 14, and he said to them, Do not ye serve my God? No, worship the golden image which I have set up. And then in verse 15, he pressured them, these young men of Judah. He said to them in verse 15, And if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackboot, psaltery, dulicamer, and all kind of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, here's the pressure he put upon them. If you will do so, then you will be fine. But then listen to what he said in verse 15b. But if ye will worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace and listen to these beloved brothers and sisters listen to the pride of these fallen men who one day will be judged by god he said who is that god that shall deliver you out of my hands i would like to remind you that in chapter 2 and verses 37 and 38 it was the God of heaven who gave Nebuchadnezzar to have this position. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2 verse 37, Thou, O king, art a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given unto thee kingdom, power, strength, and glory. 
Daniel continued to tell him in verse 38 of chapter 2, And wheresoever the children of men dwell, in other words, you will have a dominion, a universal dominion. Even where the children of men dwell, where the beasts of the field are, where the fowl of the heaven are, he has given all unto him, unto your hand, Nebuchadnezzar. He has made thee ruler over them all. You are the head of God. Nebuchadnezzar, instead of being humble before the God of heaven, he prided himself, he exalted himself, and he built this great image of himself, and he demanded everyone to worship that image which represented him, Nebuchadnezzar. And then he is in mockery saying to Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, he said, Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? To remind you that when he mentioned earlier in chapter 2 and verse 47 that Daniel's God, your God, is a God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou could reveal the secret, he probably have accepted Daniel's God as one of the other gods which he have already believed in. But here, my dear friend, we learn of the condition of the heart of King Nebuchadnezzar. Amazing to learn. From these first 15 verses, we learn of the fact that Nebuchadnezzar dedicated an image made of gold to represent himself, exalting himself. And he desired all peoples, nations, and languages to fall down before the golden image that he had made and worship it. It is amazing to see that God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. What a lesson it is for us, because God will one day have to judge King Nebuchadnezzar, and we will learn it as we continue later on in the study of the book of Daniel. The Apostle Peter quoted what King Solomon said in Proverbs 3 and verse 34. God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. When Nebuchadnezzar in pride exalted himself as it is clearly seen here in the third chapter of the book of Daniel. Well, my dear brothers and sisters and dear friends, we will continue in our next meeting together with the second half of Daniel chapter 3. Until that time, may God bless you and we will say to you, Shalom, Shalom. You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. 
You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you.